0: Welcome to the Golf Betting System Podcast, it's episode 9, it's the 2017 PGA Championship Edition and with me Steve Bamford
1: we have got Barry O'Hanrahan from A Good Talk Spoiled. How are you Barry? I'm very good thanks Steve, uh, looking forward to this, you know, especially after last night's uh, exciting golf from Matsuyama so... Really, really excited. Gone to Quail Hollow. Um,
0: well, if I remember correctly, you sent me a little message saying you, you this is going to be one hell of a night's golfing entertainment. And I was right with you. And then, I, I don't know, I spent some time putting putting my boy to bed and getting some bits and bobs. And I settled down.
1: And all of a sudden, it was, it was like, hmm. Well, maybe uh, they, this isn't going to be as close as we suspected. I, I thought it was going to be a hell of a night's nice golf entertainment that there'd be a whole bunch of guys fighting it out. But um, Hideki Matsuyama had uh, completely different ideas and went on to put uh, play one of the most impressive rounds of golf you'll see. It was just extraordinary ball striking.
0: Absolutely. Oh yeah, for sure. Let me let me go through a little bit of intro for the listeners, uh, especially new listeners. Um, I'm from GolfBettingSystem.co.uk. Um, very, uh, uh, been around since 2009. Free resource for golf betting over here in the UK. Barry and I tend to do podcasts for the major championships and the bigger golf tournaments of the uh, year. Proving very popular. You can follow me at Bamford Golf, and Barry is available at A Good Talk Golf. Now, it's an interesting one this week, um, very, very interesting from a number of angles and particularly from a bookmaker's perspective. I'll just take you through a couple of um, offers that are available right now. One for you, Barry, this one. Coral had gone 10 places each way. So Skybet did this for the Open Championship. And Coral have done it for the US PGA Championship, which is taking place at Quai Hollow this year. They've gone 10 places each way, a fifth at the odds. If you come to golfbettingsystem.co.uk, we have a link through for new customers where you will get a £20 or €20 free bet. The other good thing about Coral is it isn't kind of a one-off situation with them. They tend to be extended seven places each way on both the PGA Tour and European Tour each and every week, and their pricing is very, very good. Their odds are very competitive. So, you know, regular golf punters, if you haven't got a coral account, is one that you should have. That's undoubted. Um, Eight places each way this week, also available from the likes of Bet365 and also Betfair Sportsbook, who, as I've been mentioning for the last few weeks, Literally Paddy Power, so if you haven't got a Betfair Sportsbook account, you can get a, a £30 free bet with Betfair Sportsbook, but all of the odds and all of the each-way terms, as in this week, eight places each-way, a 50 odds, are exactly the same as Paddy Power. So, pretty much a no-brainer on that one. So, those are the bookmakers to look out for this week. I see, Sky but,
1: Skybet are also paying eight places. They are, yes, eight
0: places on Skybet. I think William Hill were seven places and a fifty odds. Uh, you've got a very few stingy bookmakers that are paying out six places. Oh, and Stan James, they've also gone eight places over here in the UK. So, And, of course, that, that's also available over in the Republic of Ireland. So, yeah, eight places. It's interesting, Barry, because so I was looking at this from last year. There was only two firms last year went eight places each way. And if you go back to something like 2016, you know, seven places was the best. So, from a golf punting perspective, I know that most of the bookmakers have now gone to 50 odds. But the, the amount of places that they're now offering, you know, three years ago, this was unheard of. So, you know, it, it, it's good value for, for, for punters out there in terms of the places on offer, undoubtedly, you know, for your for your big triple-digit prices.
1: No, it's good. It feels like the bookmakers are catching up to, you know, a more realistic amount of paid places, considering most fields are 156 players starting the week. So, you know, yeah. to, to only have five or six places available... Um, it was a bit daunting as a gambler, so to have an extra two, three, maybe to ten places, uh, you know, altogether available is it's good fun, and uh, it
0: it it can't be a bad thing, can it? It
1: allows you to go uh, a little bit more speculative at times, you know, for the the dream bet.
0: Absolutely. Now, I'll mention a couple of things before we get cracking. Um, golf betting system. We have a Facebook page which has upwards of almost 4,000 members now. So if you're on Facebook, just pro- uh, type Golf Betting System, you'll come across. us. lots and lots of knowledge on there. I know Barry's very keen on it. Uh, information about different tours, ladies golf, uh, web.com, um, all manner of information from some very, very learned golf punters on there. So that's worth taking a look at. And Golf Bank System available at Um, Okay. 2017 PGA Championship, being played at Quail Hollow Golf Club, which is in Charlotte, North Carolina. And as we know, um, Quail Hollow has hosted a PGA Tour tournament going back to, I think, 2003. So it's one of those where, a bit like Torrey Pines has done in the past and Pebble Beach, you've got some interesting form lines from the domestic PGO tour event that happens at Quail Hollow. Um, before I go into the kind of detail stuff, what what's always your thoughts around Quail Hollow, Baron?
1: I, th- I think overriding it has uh, memories of kind of spectacular rounds and, and with lots of excitement around um, very popular players, such as Ricky Fowler's win and Rory McElroy there. So, um, it always seems to generate lots of excitement. Even James Han's win. Was it James Hans won here last yeah, year? Yeah, it yeah, is, yeah. It just ter- turns out a really great event. And, uh, you know, add the fact that it's, uh, they're playing for the PGA Championship this week. I think it just dials it up a notch. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a very successful event. The, the guys uh, all, for the most part, seem to love the golf course. So, it uh, sets up quite well for an exciting week of golf.
0: I was interested to, um, to watch a video this morning. we were recording this on Monday evening um, for listeners. Um, it was Kerry Haig, and he's, the, he's got a very convoluted job title. Um, I'll read it out to you if I can find it. Um, he's the PG, US PGA of America. Um, he's their tournaments um, director. So basically, he's he's a bit like Mike Davis of the USGA. Um, he's the Chief Championships Officer for the PGA of America. That's Kerry Hay. He's actually from Doncaster, a very nice bloke, um, from when I've ever uh, re- read anything or, or watched a video with him. But he's basically saying that, the, as you said, the players love the golf course. That's why the PGA Championship's gone there. But in terms of the changes that have been made, we couldn't be more excited about them. A lot of people talk about the closing green mile, as we know, the 16th, the 17th, and the 18th here, are vicious couple of very long par fours and a 250-yard and a par three sandwich in between them. And um, he now thinks that the changes that were made last year after James Hahn's victory will actually make the th- first three holes Pretty much just as difficult. So that's interesting. He says that for players to contend here, it's holes 4 to uh, 15 that are going to be key. Because there's three par 5s in there. And there's some gettable par 4s as well. You know, wedge par 4s. And he says that um he thinks that's where the tournament's going to be won and lost effectively. Um, they also made the rough a lot tougher because they can do it's August where this is normally played, this to- uh, tournament or the course is normally played in May. So they haven't put any overseeded ryegrass in the, um, the rough. So it's going to be pure Bermuda grass, which, um, as he says is, uh, in August, it, it you know, it's, uh, it's most rampant in terms of growth. And he says that the rough is going to be pretty penal. Although I saw some stuff on, um, Twitter. Today, which would suggest the rough it wasn't that long at all. Actually, it's I know it's di- it's difficult. We've had this conversation because the uh, the U.S. Open, you always get the one where the guy's getting lost up to his shoulders. Um, you might find that the pic- particular pictures I've seen are just on a bit that where there isn't a lot of rough, so it's difficult from t- a few photos on Twitter. But he basically says it's going to. He wants the course to play firm and fast, um, and good shots will be rewarded. The course. You know, it's such a good course that it will be a a, a stern enough test, which will be scoreable for good shots. So that's the way. And the PGA of America always tend to do that with these PGA championships. They don't mind a fifteen, sixteen under winning it or seventeen under something like that, if conditions dictate that.
1: Be interesting to see if they leave the rough row between now and Thursday. You know, I know they've had a bit of rain there, and there's, you know, generally quite warm uh, temperatures in. Carolina this time of year, so that could uh, that could thicken the rough up net between now and Thursday, just just enough yeah. just enough to make playing out of the rough uh, a, a real skill challenge as opposed to just uh, smashing through it. You know, it could you know give them unpredictable lies. Be interesting Eight. to see that you know, which will reward driving accuracy.
0: That's what you want with rough, isn't it? You want rough where effectively, if you're in it, you're not a hundred percent sure if you're going to get a flyer or not, and yeah. that kind of then calms them down doesn't it and then oh well we actually need to we need to be a little bit um act you know a little bit show a little bit of respect off the team
1: yeah, yeah exactly but sure look it, it is what it is and you know there's only so much manipulation of a golf course can be done when uh you know at the mercy of the weather so uh they do what they can and see what the weather gods will uh will allow the, allow the course to play and how it'll how play for the week have you had a look at the weather by any chance yeah, it looks to have a little bit of rain throughout the week. We're not talking about much wind at all, you know, 10, 15 kilometers an hour. Um, temperatures won't be crazy hot. You know, by and large, just standard Carolina weather. Um, hopefully, the, there's a few er, you know, early predictions of thunderstorms over the weekend. Hopefully, they uh, divert to either side of the golf course. Um, so yeah no, nothing, nothing too crazy uh, mm. in terms of wind to dry out the golf course so which might kind of might mean we could be playing something a little bit softened from what they ideally want and uh, yeah. could could turn into a, a bit of a bomber's paradise um, you know guys with very high ball flights being able to stop the ball close to the pins could be a big big advantage
0: those are my thoughts I think there's going to be a little bit of cut in the fairway I think um there was, a, I think there was quite a lot of rain here Friday. It was raining this morning in Charlotte. Now, you can't be 100% sure if it was on the course, but there was plenty of rain around this morning. And as you said, it's typical Carolina weather. There's, there's threats of, they call them boomers, boomer threats pretty much from Thursday onwards. I can't see the course avoiding rain across all four days. So I think, I don't know, I just get the feeling it might be a bit of a, a soft course kind of specialized tournament it might boil down to in the end i I don't i mean our predictor model is very good for this um for new listeners we actually have a category on there where um, we tag and we record um how players do on soft golf courses and um, some of the names that it reveals are very very interesting and soft golf course specialists well we all know about rory Jordan Spieth is excellent in soft conditions, so is Hideki Matsuama, and there were other names, like Charlie Hoffman, for example, who played really well this week at Akron, didn't he, at Firestone? Oh, I think he, he, he played really well, because, as we saw Friday, there was a lot of rain there, wasn't there? Soft dampened the golf course, and all of a sudden, lo and behold, Charlie pops up, so you know, they, they, you do get these kind of trends... He's playing some, you can tell that he really wants that President's Cup spot this year. He's playing some absolutely fantastic stuff at Hoffman.
1: You can tell he wants a win. He's not playing for money, which is just amazing <laughs> to see. I mean, I'm sure you saw the uh the go for it on 16 mm. dialogue with mm. the caddy yesterday. That's just, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, how can that guy not have won over everybody who was doubting him uh, beforehand as somebody who's going for a win? Uh, he's such a likeable guy. and I really hope he does get that win soon because he's been playing. Super, this is probably his best season to date in terms of consistency.
0: They've definitely toughened the course up since um, well, over the last few years. And, and now it's worth bearing in mind, Barry, par 71 for the PGA Championship. They've taken away one of the par fives. So they're going to get 12 looks at, a par, at par fives rather than 16. Um and on top of that, they've changed the greens. So from uh, Mini Verdi Bermuda Grass, they've changed them to Champion Bermuda Grass, which very few of these players will have seen. So there's a couple of new green complexes as well, one or two. So slight changes that have definitely toughened the golf course up. So that's, that's worth remembering for punters this week. If you're looking for Champion Bermuda Grass courses that kind of link in here, they play on Champion Bermuda Grass at TPC Southwind, which is where they play the St Jude Classic. And they also play on um, Champion Bermuda Grass just down the road at Sedgefield Country Club, where they play the Wyndham Championship. So there's a couple of links in there if you're looking for players that have done well on Champion Bermuda Grass in the past. Right then, let's talk players. We've natted on for far too long now. As you would expect, uh, with a man that's played here many, many times and has two victories, he also has the course record 61 set here in 2015. Rory McElroy is the eight to one favourite. That price is currently only available with Bet Fred. I am seeing him with Paddy Power as short as six to one. Now, I'll ask you the obvious question, Barry. What are your thoughts on Rory this week?
1: I, I do you know I think he's uh he's in a very good position. Um, he looked to be very calm and relaxed on the golf course over the uh, over the Bridgestone Invitational. Um, I, I thought in terms of strategy, he probably didn't need to hit as many drivers as he did. But that t- to me says that he's trying to dial in his game and get his driver absolutely humming. And uh, we all saw the distance he was hitting. And um, his misses were a bit wild. But, you know, I guess he's just testing the limits of what he can do now. And um, I think the thing that's really um, exciting looking at Rory is that his putting looked an awful lot better. The ball was rolling with intent and uh, really threatening the hole. You know, had that kind of speed-like uh, look to how the ball threatens the hole on a lot of the puts. So uh, if, if one or two... Joe, just it only takes one or two little things to change for Rory to fully click and just go into uh go into top gear and uh, doesn't look a million miles away. Going back to a course with lots of success, he's um annoying that we didn't get on him a while back, you know, maybe a couple of weeks ago. Uh hmm. at longer odds. Hmm. So, I, so I, I, that, I find it, the, it, the, the
0: the bookmakers had him marked even a few weeks ago. You're yeah. still getting only nine to one or something like that.
1: Sure, sure, because it's Quail Hollow. Yeah. Um, I, I find it very hard to uh, visualise a Sunday evening where he is not right in the mix for the win at the at the way he played last week and uh, yeah, yeah, at, with his pre- previous at this course, he's got um, he's just got a phenomenal set of stats at Quail Hollow.
0: It was noticeable last week. I'm just rough, rough, rifling through some papers. I mean, it was noticeable last week. You'll like, you'll like this statistic. Off the tee uh, last week at Firestone, he was second for um, strokes gained off the tee. And I noticed he was also, I think he was like 14th for fairways hit and he was ninth for greens in regulation. It's numbers and he was uh, 14th for proximity. You can tell that his game is round, rounding nicely, can't you? Mm-hmm.
1: And do you know what? It should be said... It- he had very good stats for fairies and regulations, considering he was fourteenth there. His wild tee shots, which were very wild, led to him playing some really, really creative and well-executed recovery shots. So yeah. it, it, he doesn't seem to be compounding a driving error with you know double bogey. He's uh, he's doing the right things to, to you know, limit his damage to maybe a clutch par putt or just at worst a bogey. So um, he's he's just going to be a very dangerous guy uh, this week.
0: Do you, do, you, do you think not having J.P. on the bag will have any kind of effect? Uh,
1: no. I mean, particularly that he's gone to such a, a course that he's so comfortable with. Uh, it didn't seem to put him off too much last week. Um, he seems quite happy to be able to deal and um, manage his own yardages. I think the whole thing is it seems like he's got peace of mind now. Um, if he had a tiny bit of doubt about his game with J.P. on the bag... He's now answered that by removing that equa- that from the equation. Um, yeah. That what-if question that could have been niggling at him is now gone. He's got a good friend in the bag. He's going somewhere where he's comfortable. And uh, his game's in pretty decent shape. Uh, yeah. I, I think Would, it'd be hard, be hard to knock back him this week, I think.
0: Yeah. I haven't tipped him, but that doesn't surprise you, I expect. But
1: you, I, I'm with you. I cannot
0: see really a scenario where he is not close to the top of the leaderboard on Sunday. Doesn't mean he wins, but mm. it's always withdrawal, It's the putter, isn't it? And what tends to happen with him is that once he's got his long game, especially the driving sorted, eventually the confidence flows to the putting. It just, it just. will it happen this week? That's, that's the question. I don't think the change of greens will help him because clearly he knew how to putt on the older Bermuda grass greens. So that might be a slight weakness to his game, but I think he's a worthy favourite, undoubtedly. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Happily agree with that one. Jordan Spieth, he's next in the market. 10 to 1 with Betfred, which is the biggest price available. He's as short as 15 to 2 with Coral, who are clearly 10 places each way. What are your thoughts on Jordan? For me, I think he might find this just a little bit too long, the golf course.
1: He's sneaky long when he wants to be, though, isn't he? I mean, he's not, he's not really short, but he can, no, no. He, can, he can get one out there when needs be. So a few of, the, uh, few of the par fours are pretty, pretty beastie in terms of length. Uh, but after what he did in the Open and what we were saying about it before the Open, I've given up, yeah, I kind of have to give up making predictions about speed. because he seems yeah. to just defy all kind of little bits of logic you might have about why he might not go well a certain week. Um, I think the only thing that might prevent him winning this week is the the narrative of him going for the Grand Slam and this being the first time he attempts to complete the career Grand Slam. I yeah, think yeah. that might add that little element of pressure too much for him to be able to to go on and get the win. Interesting um, angle, yeah, I like that. It's well, interesting. His game's in great shape at the moment, so uh, how, how can you not see him, you know, floating around the top top of the leaderboard?
0: I just think when you look at his wins, they tend to be on shorter golf courses. And I don't know if this is just a tad at seven six, just a tad too long for him. That doesn't mean he doesn't contend, but you know, when you're, when you're searching for angles and uh, who, who, who's definitely going to be there and who's not, he, for me, I think Spieth has a chance that narrative about the grand slams interesting i would much marv- i i would much rather have jordan Spieth on board this week than dustin johnson so i i think there's there's a strength to it, to him um, for me i think justin's struggling with his game right now I, and you know when he's played here in the past he hasn't been particularly brilliant for me after what i saw last night and just think knowing how um, how he's done in the past I just I could not avoid backing Hideki Matsuama I'll tell you what I'll read out the top uh, five of my published predictor model this week um, so we have a predictor model at Gulf Bank System you can come and clearly um, free of charge pull your own predictions together but Paul and I Paul, Paul Williams on the European Tour and myself on the PJ Tour we always use it and then we, we publish that model just so that everyone can see it top five Jordan speeds at five Brooks Cut at four, Ricky Fowler at three, McIlroy at two, and Matsuama was number one this week. And he's putting phenomenally well, the jab. I have to say he's putting brilliantly. And he was 11th here last time that he played here in 2016. I think if he plays as he did from tee to green and that putter stays at the same level, I think he's going to be a very, very tough man to beat this week, Hideki Matsuama. So I, I'm on him three
1: points each way at twelve to one with William Hill. That's a good shout. He's got all the all the history behind him for keeping the keeping hot form for over an extended period of time, not just a flash in the pan for a week. It, it was. I was watching
0: checker last night as he was winning, and um, you could still grab a little bit of sixteen to one just as he was going through the 17th and 18 holes. And there was lots of 14 to 1 about. And then slowly but surely this morning, that 14 to 1 started to dwindle away. And now you're getting 12s, and a lot of firms are as short as 11 to 1 on Matsuama. And I don't know about you, but if you were looking at, for me, if I was looking at the top four in the betting and you said to me, Steve, can you rank them for me? I'd have Matsuama and McElroy pretty much on the level. I'd have Spieth just tucked in behind them, and I'd have Dustin Johnson. Behind those three, that that's my view on it this week.
1: Yeah, and I think there's a lot of red on Dustin Johnson at the moment. You might even see him drift a tiny bit more. Mm. It could happen. Maybe um, a bit of maybe a bit of 14s about later in the week. Yeah, next next down in the betting is Ricky Fowler, and he interests me a lot. Um, I know we talked about him a lot for the Open. Uh, things seem to be set up quite well for him going into it. It just didn't happen, but you know he's been playing consistently well all year. He uh had a good week last week without going too crazy. Where did he finish in the top ten? Top ten, yeah, he finished well, didn't he? Yeah, sixty-six sixty seven, sixty-six in the weekend. Oh, yeah. So that's somebody yeah. who's just uh probably had one eye on this week, but you know, got the game into really good shape on the weekend. Um we know he's plenty long. We know he likes Quail Hollow and the only thing from a punting point of view is you, you know, for him going for his first major, he's only available around what sixteens, eighteens. Feels a bit short considering he doesn't have a major in the bag. But you know, he's, he's been got a great that, chance this week. He's been that
0: price across all four majors this year, isn't mm-hmm. yeah. he? Yeah. Re- yeah, and if the only thing I, I reckon on Ricky, I'll play Devil's Advocate. That's Probably. why people listen. Yeah. They, they want, pe- they want people make with opinions, don't they? So. If you saw Ricky right in there Sunday and he's got McElroy involved and Matsuama involved and you know you, you know the, the the top names, do you see him beating one of those guys in a real head to head battle?
1: Yeah, it's that's a good question. I mean the the big win we have to his name was the um at Sawgrass, where he absolutely played players' Championship, the Players, yeah, where he blitzed the back nine out of nowhere, wasn't really in the mix, and before he realized he was in the mix, he had the score in the bag and he was in yeah, the house.
0: Yeah, and he was up against the likes of Bill Haas, and none of the real big names were involved that year.
1: Yeah, it's a tough like Ricky's, he's, he's obviously relishes the challenge and uh, you know, has all the, the hallmarks of a great match player and battler. Uh, I, I think it's just about for him, it's about getting over the line in one of those battles. Can you know, and once he does that once, he'd probably have the belief to go on to do it multiple times. Uh it's whether he can get that one. You know, the years uh, are starting, you know, he's twenty eight now and he's just consistently hearing about him being the best guy to not win a major and that can start to grow in your mind a little bit. Uh I
0: wonder if he's you know. the modern day Sergio Garcia, you know. <laughs> it, it could. It could. Be. <laughs> it could, could, it could be. You never know, do
1: you? You know, if you hear that thing, if you hear the 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 rhetoric often enough that you know you're the best player to win, never win a major. Despite your best intentions to to reject that thought from your head, it can slowly creep in and build. You know, to see, I I
0: tipped him up at the Honda Classic earlier this year, and he won. Yeah, and you know, we were all very happy. Mm. And even at the Honda Classic, he started to just spread it a little bit coming down the. In a, you know, he double, I think he bow, double bogeyed one and then bogeyed the last, and you just think. And then last year, didn't he at Scottsdale? He hit it in the water when he was head to head with Matsuama you sing?
1: Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 a it's it's that one or two percent, and, and he's got the, the game is obviously an awful lot better. The swing is an awful lot better than it has been. And he's got Butch Harmon there to help him out. So uh, you know, they, they he made an error in his game plan for the U.S. Open. He played it as if it was going to play an awful lot more difficult, uh, and yeah. uh, you know, didn't attack that golf course, which is probably the reason why he wasn't within a couple of shots or challenging for the win. Uh, it, that was his game plan. So. You know, maybe he'll learn from that mistake on how he approached the golf course um, at the US Open and adapt his game for this week.
0: Yeah, different players do different things. That's, I always, uh, and they they mature at different speeds. You know, Dustin Johnson, he was always the guy that was, had never won. And then last year, he clearly, he clearly broke through and became world number one shortly after. So you could potentially see that happening with Ricky. So he's an interesting one. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dissuade people from backing him but if we really think that it's going to be you know there's going to be some one of the top or two of the top 4 in the mix coming down the stretch I have my doubts whether Ricky would actually win but you know if you're getting 18 to 1 on an each way punt and you know that's that there's some potential in there um next up we've in the betting we've got John Rahman Brooks Kopka and I have to say it's not the most enlightened and left field set of tips I've ever come up with, but I've tipped both Rahm and Kopka this week, one and a half points each way, 28 to one with William Hill, seven places each way. I think John Rahm. It's interesting. I put this in my commentary. Um, He was 25 to one for the Masters. He was 22 to one for the US Open. He was 18 to one for the Open Championship, and he's now 28 to one for this week. And if you take it in isolation and you looked at the four courses before the majors this year, you'd have probably said that this one would suit him the most because it's not overly penal off the tee. Uh, At 7,600 yards for a par 71, it's really going to help the Bombers. I just think, Just because he had a bad run last week. Although if you look at his rounds, you know, he shot 68, 67 and 67 across three of the four rounds and he had that nightmare 77 on Friday. I think he's playing some great stuff. And you know the statistic I came up with closer to the top of the show in terms of strokes gained off the tee last week at Firestone. Rory was number two. John Rahm was number one for strokes gained off the tee last week. I just think he's got a good... And he's he's one of those guys, for me, he's a future world number one. I've got no doubt about that whatsoever. And I just think that the fact that he hasn't contended in a major championship as we sit here now, I think that was the kind of thing that will motivate him to go really well this week and really drive ahead and try to go close this week. I just get the feeling that that's the kind of thing that will eat away at him, the fact that he hasn't contended in a major so far.
1: Yeah, it's a good point. It might, this might be the one that you know, he deems his best chance uh, relative to his lack of experience. You know, the PGA is going to get the breakthrough on. Obviously the guy's playing phenomenal golf at the moment. He won the Irish open at a counter there only oh. a few weeks ago. So, well,
0: you, you saw it in the flesh. I mean, he's, he's, he's a prestigious talent.
1: Uh, yeah. It's actually not fair watching him play golf in, in person. It, uh, it's a different game uh, that he plays. So, you know, he's got the length to contend this week. It's, it's about uh it's about whether his young fiery attitudes uh can be held together by him and his caddy over the four rounds of a major. You know, the, under the pressure of a major. That seems to have been the thing that's been has undone him so far. Um so maybe he's fine-tuning that a bit.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch Rahm. I think the constituents to his game are perfect for Quellholo. And as you said. Whether he can deal with it mentally, I think you know a guy that's got to number six in the world at his young age. that There's something there that he can he can cope with pressure. I've also noticed with him, and it's early doors with Ra that he he doesn't string results together. So you'll get a very good performance from him, and then a either a miscut or something just down you know something that's not. He doesn't seem to be able to string performances together at this very early stage. So the fact that he 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 kind of um, performed. He shot that 77 on Friday. But beneath that, there were three very good rounds. He isn't very far away, in my, my opinion. And Brooks Koepka, I just he's got obvious chances. You know, US Open champion. For me, that US Open played like a PGA championship. A big, long golf course, quite wide off the tee. And he just murdered it. And if he comes out with the same mentality this week, I can't. I would struggle to see Kochan not being in the mix. Mm. Because he's got, again, very, very aggressive. Go, you know, I think he ranks second on the PGA Tour for going for the green, which will pay real dividends here. If the golf course is slightly soft or becoming receptive, both he and Rahm, I think, will be perfect for this test.
1: Just to be uh, throw a devil's, devil's advocate question back at you, does it worry you at all that neither of them have previous course form at Quail Hollow?
0: Yeah, I think that's what you see in the price. I think if, if they had form there, you, you would be looking at Ram being, cl- and Coker being closer to 22s. Mm. And actually, if you look at some of the bookmakers, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing, um, John Ram at 20 to 1 with a couple of bookmakers. I'm seeing Brooks Coker at 22s. So, you know, that 28 to 1 price point we've got has actually got a little bit of value in it. Nice. But yeah, the, of course, um, of course you can, you can say that. Um, but you just, you know, when you watch golf, as we do week in, week out, you just know that people's games fit certain tests. And the other thing with Rahm is um, you look at someone like Ricky Fowler, who's won here, Rory McIlroy. Um, you go back to players like James Hahn, JB Holmes. They've all done well at somewhere like TPC Scottsdale. I mean, JB Holmes has won there twice. So that that links in well to Rahm. And Coca uh, and Coca won there, didn't he, in twenty fifteen? So you can see that there's some cause correlation there. So I, I don't. I think one of them will get in the mix. I really do. All right. That's where good. are you heading then? So I mean, we're out to people like Jason Day, Rose Garcia, Adam Scott, and uh, our, our ubiqu- ubiquitous friend Paul Casey, who I can see a sea of blue on um, on odds checker.
1: <laughs> where where are you with those guys? Jason Day has uh, the game's been showing better signs recently. Um, I don't know if he's fully sorted yet for the game. He might win in a few weeks' time. Um, I'm always Mm -hmm. wary of writing (laughs) writing somebody off on the show because every time I seem to do that, they go and win. (laughs) Yeah, 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 absolutely. (laughs) Um, I he last week he had a bit of a problem with his back, so he seems to be kind of held together with uh, band aids at the moment, a little bit. Maybe he needs the end of the season for uh, to come to to properly rehabilitate. Uh, yeah, yeah. Justin Justin Rose is strange. He just, he hasn't seemed to have fired at all uh, this year at a very high level. Uh, Augusta
0: clearly hurt him, didn't
1: it? Yeah, it has. It has. I mean, sorry. Since Augusta, of course, but um, it just yeah hasn't quite got back yet, and uh, I'm not sure whether he can at this one. I'd like to, yeah, you know, you'd like to see him bounce back and get that thing, you know, get that recovery win that uh, he clearly wants after uh, after after that horrible um, <coughs> punch in the stomach that he took at uh, at Augusta. But
0: yeah, he, pa- he 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 played nicely at the Scot- uh, the Irish Open, and then at the Open Championship did nothing. Um, Firestone, he he's, he's got a decent record there, and he was all over the place just last week. Off the tee, he wasn't hitting greens. When Justin Rose isn't hitting greens, you know he's not going to win a putting contest. So he, he's struggling at the moment. Is uh, is Justin, which is a shame. Yeah. Sergio, can you see anything any 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 juice in Sergio at forties? Um, Has no. he gone into honeymoon mode after honeymoon mode after that
1: Augusta victory? It, it it somewhat looks that way um he's not quite firing on all cylinders and you know 39th last week is you know, so so especially of course he's done well on before um yeah and who knows who knows of Sergio um we complete I completely destroyed him before he went on to win augusta so uh, I'm gonna sit on the fence <laughs> what do you think about him <clears throat> I think theoretically he could fit, but
0: didn't he get married, or was he getting
1: married? He got, got married there a couple of weeks ago, so it could be it's maybe. difficult, isn't it? It's yeah. just I just
0: think it's a difficult time. Time, so you know, he could be another one that fires a little bit later in the play in the FedEx Cup playoffs or something like that. But I, I think this might have come a bit too soon for him. I'm seeing interest in Adam Scott um, and a 45 to one. I can't remember last time he was at such a big price for a major. Nope. Um, clearly, a long, long hitter. Um, played quite well tea to green last week.
1: What is it that's holding him back at the moment? Because everything on the, on the face of it looks quite good. It, mm. Is it just catastrophic misses, or you know those things can be tidied up quite well? We saw what Kepka was doing in the weeks before the U.S. Open. You know, there was a lot of really good stuff, and the catastrophic misses were costing him dearly. So um, Scott's been quietly looking like he's playing very good golf recently. You know, it's like, just
0: it's just the putter, Barry. You know, he's ranking, uh, he's down towards the bottom 20 of my 10-week putting average tracker. Mm. It's, it's just a putter. It's just not firing for him.
1: It's a cruel game. And does he have any good prior on Bermuda greens or is he more of a bent grass specialist?
0: Well, no, if you remember last year, he won, uh, he won didn't he win uh, PJ National and then the week after he won that World Golf Championship at Doral, the last one they held at Doral. So he, he can put on um, Bermuda. Mm. It just doesn't seem to be quite happening with the short stick at the moment. Come and back. then we've got Paul, everyone backing Paul Casey. Now, you can see why. You know, for an each-way punt at fifty. 45 to 1 that's a decent shout.
1: Yeah, uh that's so the, the question over Casey is can he get a win? He just doesn't seem to win. No. He gets himself in a great spot and just can't uh, just can't get it over the line uh for for whatever reason but playing playing phenomenal tee to green at the moment plenty long uh you know all, all the stats point in the right direction but uh doesn't have history of winning uh you know too much so so that he, for never,
0: f- he never got really too close last week, did he? And that kind of, and then, you know, he, he plays quite reasonably and strings together some nice rounds and gets a, you know, nice top 10 finish. Mm. But he was never in the heat of the battle, was he?
1: Not quite, no. And he seems to be able to string together good scoring when he's not quite near the top. But when he gets to the top, it seems to, something seems to change in him. Uh, yeah. just, just, it's only a fraction, but that's the difference between winning and not so- winning.
0: What, so if we're looking at mid rate, I mean this is it with Casey. If you if you're one of these guys and you like to pull together a nice kind of each way portfolio, I could see Casey being in there because mm-hmm. you, know? you know, especially you know I'm seeing forty to one for a top ten finish with Coral. That's that's a decent price. Then we've got the likes of the Stensons, the Thomases, Charlie Hoffman's, Thomas Peters who played really well last week, Daniel Berger, a really precocious talent, Kuchar, Tommy Fleetwood. And Phil Mickelson, as big as seventy to one with one firm, Leishman as well. Our friend Leishman. Any of those interesting you?
1: I'm um, actually just looking at your rolling rankings recently. Stenson, even though he's been making rumblings a few weeks ago about his game long game not being on fire, he is comfortably inside the top few of. Uh, driving stats and greens and regulation, and those are two yeah. things that are really uh, important here this week. Um He can put on Bermuda greens, even though he's not a superb putter. I uh, didn't have the greatest week at the putter last week, but uh, or the long game. But you know, he's probably got his eye on trying to get another major, in, and this will be a course that you know he'll fancy. It's a ball strikers uh, challenge, really, and if he can have a good <laughs> ball striking week, match with a you know an average putting week or a decent enough putting week for him. Yeah, you know, he could he could definitely contend. The stats don't lie, yep. and he just needs that little bit of, I guess, self self belief that he is striking it absolutely brilliantly. When he when he's on form,
0: he he can play well on a receptive golf course. So if the, if there is rain about, yeah. Henry he, he can handle all that. So yeah, I, I don't mind that shell. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm on Peter's uh, anti post from a while back, courtesy of. Um, Stephen O'Connor who highlighted Peters as a good shout for Quail Hollow. So we're on him at 80 to 1 from a while back which is uh, yeah. based on his performance this week is a very interesting uh, One you, to have on you, board.
0: You never know with Thomas, do you? Um I he, I he he really interests me, I've got to say. I might have a sneaky little punt on on Betfair exchange or something with Thomas, but
1: I think yesterday is is just perfect motivation for him to go out this week and uh and and not repeat the mistakes he made over the weekend at Firestone. You know, he if he if he can learn quickly from what he did wrong, he could really contend. He's dry hitting hitting the ball really well at the moment. So uh, just if just, the, if these were bent grass
0: greens or bent Poana greens, I'd be snapping your hand off. Mm. But you, I just have a small in the states. He hasn't done a lot on on Bermuda grass greens. Now I, I can I think he's done reasonably well at somewhere like. Oh, didn't he finish second at Abu Dhabi a few years ago to Ricky Fowler? So he can putt on them, but it's yeah, it's interesting. He he's a day he's a real dark horse, Thomas Peters, and that kind of price point that's as big as sixty to one that just feels too big right now for a guy that was leading at Firestone for such a long period of time. Yeah. Um. I'm just looking down the list at players that... I've got oh, a sneaky feeling. Zach Johnson might have another good week. And I know it goes completely against the profile of what we're looking for. But he has he has had a top six here in the past. Um, we know he's won round Augusta. Um, we know he won at St Andrews, which was going to be a bomber's paradise. And he's one of these players that can forget about the driving distance. When he's in good nick, he strings top threes together, yeah? And I just think 80 to 1 about him with a couple of firms. If you were looking for a, you know, he's 66 to 1 with Coral for a top 10 finish. That that seems quite large to me for a guy that's just played really well around a 7,400 yard golf course at Akron. So I, I think there's a little bit of juice in Zach Johnson as well. Um, anything at longer prices? I know that just for listeners, Paul Williams, our European Tour. An expert, he'll be pulling together a, a long shot and a first round leader piece that we're gonna publish Tuesday morning for you. So um I'll I'll read you some of the names that I know that Paul's particularly interested in. He's definitely into and and so am I. I think Xander Chauflet is it? Chauffle? He, I think he's playing exceptional golf at the moment. He's he's clearly won recently at um, Old White TPC, and he was in the top fifteen last week at Firestone South. I, I think Xander, who he was in the top five, wasn't he at the US Open? That big power game putting particularly well. I think one hundred twenty-five to one, I think that that's a really good punt this week on Xander.
1: I I have a, a couple of outsiders. I really like Brandon Steele this week. Um, available, you know, between one hundred and twenty fives and two hundreds, depending on which bookie you go with and how many places you want to to take on your bet. Yeah. Um, but you know, s- striking the ball beautifully uh, last week and this year, he's got a win this year to his name, the first event of the season, and um, has. His last two years at Quail Hollow has been ninth and 14th, so clearly is pretty happy with the course. Yeah, uh, he'd love a little bit of cut as well. He's a very good soft golf course player. So this is, you know, this is why I have him uh, on board, and hopefully he can... I've had him a few times this year, and he's just kind of disappointed, so, you know, maybe sticking with him will pay off.
0: He's long, isn't he? And he's a he's a driving golf course, Barry, isn't it? This and, you, and he's a great driver of the of the golf ball. So I could see Steele getting in the mix. And Have you got any interest in James Hahn, who won here last year? Yeah, you
1: know, two two hundred to one Hahn. You have to, don't you? I mean, he's and he's uh, he's put in some good performances recently. Without you know stringing four rounds together, we have gone back to a course where he won last year. That might be the extra feel good factor he needs to to put a whole tournament together. Two hundred and yeah, one think, is phenomenal value uh, for yeah, some of such great, for, you know, great course form and recent form. So how can you not be interested in that?
0: I think um, I think he's playing some cracking stuff at the moment. And another one that play, he stuck into the top ten last last week and um, was Hudson Swafford. I think Swafford's the kind of player that you could find a market for, like a first round leader market or something like that for Swafford.
1: Yeah, there could be a top top ten or a top. Well, so there's no point in taking a top ten. You may as well take the each way on top ten. It could be a top yeah, twenty market and interest there. Uh, another one in at the big odds for me is Russell Henley. Uh, he's yep. won, won a couple of times at Bermuda Greens, mm. and um, you know the, the PGA kind of strike. It's the kind of tournament that you can, and especially at Quail Hollow, where you can get streaky players can get very hot for a while and get some good scores on board. So he's the kind of guy that could take advantage of those middle holes. Get a good score together and just hang on on the you know one to three and sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Um, you know the game is in pretty good shape at the moment. Uh, he had a bad week last week, but that could just be you know course reasons or whatever. The only thing obviously that goes against him is his record at Quail Hall is not phenomenal. He's got a forty third and the miss cup but then again that's reflected in the price. And I've taken him on in the the first round leader market as well as the the outright. I'd
0: say another player that caught my eye last week and he's been catching my eye recently he did well at the Open for a while and he's, you just know something's brewing and he has won majors in the past Bubba Watson now he's finished third here in the past yeah, if, he could, if he could string four rounds together I, I think Bubba could be a, a, a feature this week 100 to 1 with William Hill right now
1: yeah it goes well on a kind of receptive golf course He's yeah, a- absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good shout. Um very I mean he was
0: guy. I was amazed when I saw him. Was he sort of I, I know it was only part way through Friday morning, but he was tied second at the Open Championship. But, you know, going, What? What's happening here? And he, yeah, he fell away. But again at Firestone last week. He was there or thereabouts, but there was just a bad round in there. Yeah,
1: yeah. But if he keep if he keeps fami- refamiliarizing himself at the top of the leaderboard, uh, you know, he might be able to stick around. Uh And I've heard one of the commentators saying that it's threatening to slip outside the top 50. So he's got some motivation to stay in there and uh, keep his name in the the entry list for all the big tournaments.
0: Oh, absolutely. They said that a few weeks ago because he was outside the FedEx 125, believe it or not. He was going to miss the playoffs. And he said it in an interview, I've just got to keep playing and actually start doing something. And slowly but surely, the, the results start to turn He's he's won for me. You, I mean, I'm seeing lots of people uh, backing Tony Finau, and I've got nothing against Finau. He fits the course. He's a long bomber, but you've got Finau being backed beyond all realms of you know responsibility. And below him in, in on odds checker is Bubba Watson, and no one's touching the guy. And you just think, well, two time Augusta champion can win majors, has won World Golf Championships, yeah, and you just know that something's bubbling away there. It's interesting to to watch betting patterns in my you know in some of these things. He's, he's an interesting name for me. So yeah, we've we've certainly thrown thrown plenty out there in terms of different players that we're interested in at, at, at shorter and longer prices. Do you, do you, I often prefer the PGA Championship to all the other four majors because we've had some absolutely brilliant finishes? Do you, I mean? Do you remember twenty fourteen? Was it at Valhalla? Yeah, where, where with Rory and with Mickelson and with Fowler, that was fantastic. That was, and Stenson got in the mix as well. You can have some really brilliant finishes at this.
1: Oh, for sure. No, and, and let's hope we have another one because it's it's the one thing that kind of keeps the PGA or gives it that you know its own unique angle that it does seem to generate quite exciting finishes. And you know, last year it took until like the eighteenth to get very exciting with Jason Day, you know, trying to run down Jimmy Walker, but. um you know, hopefully we'll get a Valhalla version two here, at Quail Hollow. You know, there's a lot of guys that love this golf course, and it, it I mean the
0: Open. The Open Championship was good, wasn't it? But it was a, it was a pure head to head battle. and You kind of thought that Jordan was always going to win. We haven't had a major that's had playing, You know, two or three or four major big names in there fighting against each other for a while and mm. I, you'd love to see it this week absolutely love to see it the us it. open was similar wasn't it you know Co at the end just kind of got away from them
1: i think i think it's got the golf course is going to lend itself to quite an exciting day because you know the, a tough start on you know, let's say fast forward to sunday you're gonna have a tough yep. start, first three holes for the guys you know if yep. somebody can sneak an early bird to go one under for them that's great a couple of guys could you know the leader could drop a couple of shots. Then you have the, the middle section of the course where lots of scoring can be made Uh, and you can have a lot of guys making a lot of birdies, which will make the tournament very exciting to watch. And then you'll have the drama of the green mile as well, you know, adding, added into the mix, you know, can somebody hang on to their score coming, you know, to get their score at the clubhouse or can somebody sneak a birdie on the green mile or two even? So, um, hopefully the golf course, uh, you know, the weather plays its part and, um, you know, a few big names get themselves in the mix for a good event.
0: And I think that, that, that. That closing green mile lends itself it's, to play playoffs. I mean, there was a playoff here last year with James Hahn. I can remember Ricky Fowler winning here in a playoff. Um, so it, it, I, I've got I've got some hope this week that we're gonna we're gonna see an absolute classic this week.
1: What's the PGA Championship playoff format? Three holes, is it? Now you're asking.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not a uh, it's not a U.S. Open type affair. you'd no. you hope you'd hope that
1: it was a it's a three hole kind of Open Championship format. Uh, three three holes would be good. I like three or four hole playoffs. Uh, the, the sudden deaths are a bit crazy, but and uh, uh, let's not talk about the U.S. Open one of them Monday. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, thanks for your time, Barry. Um, Thank you, Steve. It's it, it's been uh, as ever a very uh, a good chat with you. Barry available at a good talk golf on Twitter. I'm available at Bamford Golf. Of course, golf bet, golfbettingsystem.co.uk. You will find all of our commentary, all of our free stats, the predictor models, and access if you fancy it to uh, some new bookmaker offers there that we mentioned at the top of the show. Thanks for listening, and we will see you again very soon. Thank you.